Well, it's Tuesday morning and how are we feeling? And that's the most important thing. How are we feeling today? Because it seems to change minute by minute and day by day. I thought I'd uh, invite Josh Jones to come online from his uh, home office and uh, help us out with uh, mental health and, um, you know, how we should be, oh, how we should be. It's uh, anything goes really. Josh, tell us about your views on how can we cope through this time as far as mental health and good morning. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. <laughs> yes. um, that was a long-winded introduction because, you know, you're the first person I've spoken with today or for quite some time. Yeah, you get that so sometimes. I... You, get, you get those first phone calls. People are like, you still in bed? You're like, I just haven't spoken to a human being yet today, so my voice is not uh, not broken in. So that happens, that happens to me sometimes for the first phone call of the day as well. Now, um, should we be constantly FaceTiming and Zooming each other? Like, you know, we're hearing a lot about, oh, let's Zoom or let's catch up here. It's uh, busier than ever sometimes. Yeah, that's right. I, I mean, I think a lot of people have really leaned into the video conferencing and the phone calls and all this sort of stuff. And I don't, I don't think it's a terrible, I don't think it's a terrible thing to be making attempts to catch up with people and all that sort of stuff. But I think we need to be mindful that the downtime is still important. Uh, that contacting a thousand people a day uh, is is not going to be as fulfilling as as maintaining good relationships and, and sort of deeper connections with people, but also making sure you've got time for yourself and, and getting used to that time as well. I think it's a great opportunity in in this environment to spend a little bit of time improving your capacity to focus and, you know, getting stuff done and, and not being contactable 24-7, which is actually counterproductive for a lot of people is sort of adds stress to people's lives, knowing that I've got 16 Zoom calls today, 58 text messages before lunchtime, 13 Instagram notifications, 40 on LinkedIn and 20 on Facebook. And, you know, it's, it, I think it all gets a bit overwhelming if you feel the need to be available all the time. So sort of treat it as a way of deepening relationships through this time and, and setting yourself up for when we're allowed out because we will be allowed out rather than, oh, we've got to make sure we, we have a thousand shallow touch points a day with everyone so they know we're around. Yeah, that's interesting when you said about, uh, you know, so many. It's like we've come from being busy at work and saying how busy we are and then to start off with lockdown, it was, okay, well, hey, I've got a bit of time on my hands, but that busyness seems to have crept in to justify that we are working or we are on call, which, as you said, it should be a time where we can balance and get some time to ourselves. Absolutely, and I think that something that people maybe struggle with is the need to explain perhaps what they've been doing because everyone knows that we're mostly at home that's mostly what we're doing apart from ducking out for a bit of training or or, uh, get our shopping and stuff it's if someone tries to get a hold of you and they can't now there's kind of like well what are you doing you know you're sitting at home and and you might end up in a bit of a backlog because you've been contacted by three people in a row and you were on the phone to one when another one called and that demand on your time uh, can be pretty discombobulating because you end up, your time is not your own even though you are in your own house and or in your own space and on limited contact with people. But at the end of the day, like you said, you end up feeling like you've got less time, um, you've got less agency and for, for 
me, that is a, a huge thing to avoid. Agency, um, focus, these things are very important for your mental health. And if you feel like you're losing that because you're at the beck and call of every person who wants to reach out across a thousand platforms, that can actually be detrimental uh, over, over time for sure. What takeaways should we have when we go back to work in an office after all of this? I think one of the great myths, and I'm, I'm fairly certain, and I've read, I've read research on this, that the, the, one of the great lies about office work is that this open plan office is, is the ultimate goal for you know, productivity and all this sort of thing. And I think that probably some people are finding that working from home is really good. And I, I guess that the, the takeaways should be that being away from people is not good. We're social animals and, and we should have time with people. FaceTime is really important. I think we get a lot done. Uh, certainly in my line of work, there's a lot that gets done over being able to eyeball people and, and shake hands and have a coffee and have, a, have frank conversations in person that I don't think you get that level of, of connection online. But also, if you can block your time out well and if you can sort of clear yourself of distractions, it can be incredibly productive to have really good solo time on your work. And I think that what I'd like to see is that we, we end up with a combination that, that says open plan offices are not very productive, they're not great, but seeing people is necessary and, and part of a, a healthy workplace and healthy mental health and we can't just all work online in isolation, that's not a good situation, but at the same time, if we manage our time well, we can be incredibly productive given time and space on our own. And so I would love to see workplaces sort of look more like that afterwards where we really value good human contact but we also value time and space to just get on with work without a thousand demands on your time and a thousand distractions because somewhere in the middle there is this sweet spot where you can do really great deep work but also you've got this connection to human beings which is which is incredibly important no one's going to have a fulfilling existence without that so i hope as we come out of that we move away from these silly open plan offices where you can be chatted to by a thousand people and you you never really get a good roll on with your work but at the same time that we maybe invest in different kinds of connection uh, between people and different kinds of things to bring people together in the workplace to you know have that human human element at work as well the advice is take that I've been on for many years now, which is that if you're in an environment that promotes poor mental health, i.e. you're struggling with your resources, you have poor infrastructure around you, you're unable to pay your bills, there's an economic pressure on you, that's it, you know an exponential economic pressure on you, that having a hotline to call up and say, hey, I'm not getting the help that I need, funding that hotline instead of giving people the help is not an effective way of dealing with that kind of issue. And if mental health issues arise as a result of this it's it's as we've seen in some other countries it's it really is just a concrete empirical example of why we need to look after people in in a holistic sense rather than just saying oh, if you just chat to each other it should be okay connection and and community is exceptionally important for mental health but having agency over your existence and having opportunity and uh, being looked after in a in a space where you can eat live you know work on yourself to get to a place where you can get another job and things like that if we don't take care of that the other band-aids are literally useless so it, there is a huge 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 onus on the on the federal government in particular to 
take care of that. And I would hope that out of this situation, that becomes abundantly clear that we need to do a better job of that and that we should aim to do a better job of that. I'm not, I'm not hopeful that that will be the case. So we'll continue to do what we do. But I think this really is an opportunity to prove that what we've been talking about for 15 years is actually the case. And it's not just this kind of undeserving, feckless, poor people that don't want to work that end up finding themselves in strife. But how that plays out post-COVID, I mean, it's anyone's guess. So as part, as the founder of the Just Be Nice project and moving forward, how do you see that you can sort of advise or help? Um, you know, what would you like in a perfect world? In a perfect world, I would like to see organisations that have expertise in certain areas that aren't in, you know, impact management. I would like to see them sort of just basically give us a call and and uh, and and throw their hat in the ring so that we can manage their resources and their developmental processes out into the community and internally as well, and really just jig business as usual into a way that makes sense to the bottom line, looks after their people better, but also gives us a through line into the community to to assist them in the best possible way. And to be able to do that across industries and across organisations is is our great strength and, and also the fact that we have frameworks for this exact situation that we've, we've been developing and, and implementing for a long time now. So I think that's that's where the opportunity is. There is a huge opportunity there for organisations to really get in front of that. But certain industries and, and real estate is, is one of them. Real estate sort of have a bit of a, they've kind of got boom time brains, you know, they're really poorly set up for a down a downturn. They're really poorly set up for economic growth slowing or, or house prices not rising. Their metrics are largely quarterly sales and, and um, closing sales and and commission checks and they're not really set up very well for developmental work or for downturns and things like that and I think we see that stagnation during these times where they sort of take their foot off the accelerator sit back go oh, we're not sure what we're going to do when really now is the time to start making some pretty significant and, and meaningful changes to how they do business so the people that get out in front the organizations that get out in front they're going to win in the end and they're going to do a better job of looking after their people and the community and so you know, those guys that have been reaching out, we're really excited to, to push that stuff forward over the next the next couple of years because that's that's what it's going to take. At this point.